Let's begin now. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look. Welcome to this week's episode of Broad Sports, everybody. Broad Sports! Yeah! Episode number eight! We are excited to be here. As always, I'm Derek. And I'm Luke. And we're ready for some Denver sports. We have Denver a lot to, sports. A lot to cover today. It's a big it's nice. sports week. It was. It was a huge sports week for Denver. Saw the uh, Broncos blow a uh, fourth quarter lead away and against the Chiefs on Monday night. That was exciting, you know, end of the season, already here. I'm so excited. Picking up where we left off. You know, last year we started 3-1. and one. This year we only got to 2-2, two and two, but here comes the slide. So Yeah, good. We, we honestly just straight up blew that game in the fourth quarter. Like, second and 30, and we just give it up. Good. Just like, yeah. that was terrible. Yeah. That was know. the game. That was the season. Yep. You know, everybody wants to talk about how there's a uh, delay a game that wasn't called, but people, yeah, but we just gave up second and thirty on the play right before that. Exactly, people conveniently forget. Oh yeah, it was second and thirty, and then you know third and seven, and they get a big thirty yard play. But that, well, let's blame the refs. I, I like it. I blame the refs. They didn't call that that delay a game. It's not the Broncos' defense fault. No way. It's the refs. You know, or awesome. How awesome it was being at the game and. You know, standing on every single third down to watch the Chiefs get the first down. Oh, that was, my God. That was so annoying. That was great. Let's all stand because it's third down. Let's watch the Chiefs get it. Yay. Let's stand for this. You know, every time they got it every time. I feel like I don't even remember one time where we actually held them. That's because I don't think we did after any time in the second half. So people, if you go to a Broncos game, please learn your place. Know when it's appropriate to stand. Just because it's first or second down doesn't mean you should be standing right now. Like, there was that guy in the front row of our section just standing up, and he was trying to get everyone else hyped up. But it's like, sit the fuck down. We just gave up <laughs> second and 30. Exactly. I hate people like that. I hate you it's if like, you're one right, of those people. Fourth and one, oh, yeah, we're going to stand, stand and we're going to scream as loud as we can. But second and 30, and we just give it up, I'm sitting down. Yeah, exactly. I'm not They're standing. lucky I'm not leaving. Yep. I'm not supporting this defense when you're going to do that sort of garbage. People don't understand that. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a big play. We all need to stand. Hey, let me turn around. Everybody get loud, even though I'm not watching the game. Yeah. Hey, you, you, you should be loud. I'm not watching. I'm just annoying you. Get loud. I did feel like this was good, the best crowd of the year, though. Well, yeah, but that's not saying much. Compared to the first two home games. Those first two were sucky. There was like 3,000 empty seats at those two games. Yeah, so. that's true. And it was a Monday night game. People were pumped up. And, and against a team that's the undefeated Chiefs. Yeah, one of the better teams in the NFL. So it's not saying that much. That was a great crowd. Yeah. But yeah. Very so, disappointing. Yeah. Honestly, I think Joe Woods has to go either before or with Vance Joseph. But there's no way that Vance Joseph should stay in Joe or Joe Woods stay and Vance Joseph doesn't. Yeah, but nothing nothing real is gonna happen though unless John Elway is fired. Well yeah, but hopefully he can help redeem himself 
and fix this problem that we have right now in Joe Woods. I think by fixing the problem, you get rid of the... You cut off the head to both. kill the snake. You kill both. You kill the snake. Get rid of John Elway. That leads to the firing of Vance Joseph and the removal of Joe Woods. That's ultimate problem solver right there. Get rid of Elway. It's got to go. Yeah, he does have to go. It's... He gets way too much credit just because you convinced Peyton Manning to come to Denver. And who doesn't want to play with Peyton Manning? Like, we got TJ Ward in his prime, Darian Stewart in his prime, DeMarcus Ware, DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. Yeah. He convinced one of the top three best quarterbacks ever to play the NFL to come to Denver. Probably top two. Yeah, him and Brady. And it's like, oh, John Elway's a great GM. He's great at his <laughs> job. Because he got the best quarterback in the NFL to come, and now you have a good team. Like, look at the Colts. When they lost Peyton Manning, they were, what, 2-14 and 14 that year? Yep. The year where he was gone? It's all Peyton Manning. John Elway is basically just riding the coattails of having Peyton Manning for four years. It's BS. And so I don't think anything gets fixed until he's gone, but that's my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. But I think starting with Joe Woods, that would help. Sure. But that doesn't solve the big picture. So I got to say the team looked, I was pretty impressed through three quarters, especially our defensive backs. They picked it up. Yeah. Roby wasn't getting beat. Like Tremaine Brock wasn't getting beat. It's the defensive backs looked much better. They were covering them. And Pac-Man, Pac-Man looked good. Pac-Man looked decent. The defensive line didn't look very good. Von Miller, did Von Miller play this? I think this is the second week in a row that I'm asking this. Did he play? I think so. I think, oh yeah, I remember because- his only play that I remember is a Patrick Mahomes play. Yeah, where he uh, where threw a Mahomes, left-handed. Yeah, exactly. He was on his ankles. Mahomes gave him... I mean, Von Miller gave Patrick Mahomes like a signature play. That was very nice of him. Yeah. That's the only... That's That's got to be the only play that he was in for. The only snap, I think. It seemed like it, at least. The so. only one on defense that I really noticed was Derek Wolf. Yeah, that's true. Derek Wolf was in the backfield the he entire was like, time. Yeah, he was there every play. Yeah, but the defensive ends weren't. Chubb. Not really doing anything. I didn't even see Chubb. Yeah, couldn't tell. Shane Ray was back there a little. I remember seeing 56, but definitely not Von Miller or Chubb. And Shaq Barrett had that uh, that play where he almost intercepted it. Oh, yeah. That was kind of funny, but. Covering deep downfield, like 40 yards downfield, he almost gets an interception. Yeah. The guy's a defensive end. Other than that, I didn't see him, though. Yeah. Yep. So defense overall was better, but defensive line didn't show up. Offense, we ran the ball. Awesome. Yeah, that Royce Freeman was just I, rolling over people. Yeah, exactly. I understand that Philip Lindsay had a good game. Philip Lindsay played good too. But, I know you're about to go with this, but, but Royce Freeman was way better on Monday night. Well, yeah, there's no doubt, and he should have gotten the ball the whole while he was hot. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was. I felt like it was a clear sign of poor coaching on the Broncos. Based on the fact that Royce Freeman, did he have like eight carries? I think he had eight carries for like 70-something yards. Yeah, he averaged like nine yards a carry. Yeah, it, ridiculous. And you didn't give him the ball more. Like, but Philip Lindsay averaged like seven yards a carry, so it was yeah, still good. Yeah, I'm not I'm but not. But Freeman was that. just... Freeman was on another level. Getting a first down every time he touched the ball. Monday night was the type of game where with a good coach who can recognize the hot hand, Freeman gets 25 carries and has 200 yards rushing. That's what would have happened on Monday night if we had smart coaches who could put that in place and recognize the situation. Yeah. So I was very, very happy to see our run game, but at the same time, in turn, it was the the whole positive of the run game was just a huge negative of the coaching staff, in my opinion. 
So yeah, I would completely agree. That was my takeaway. Case Keenum, he looked pretty mediocre. Yeah, he was. I think people people are giving him a harder time than he deserves. In my yeah, opinion. like no. Like people, people are giving him crap for not connecting with DT. Yeah, you think DT was gonna catch that ball? Well, have you seen the replays? Because I know we. It see went it. over his head. Like it was definitely Case Keenum's fault. It went. It was definitely Keenum's fault, but he gave no effort. It's just like oh, I know. There I noticed it goes. that too. He didn't like he try just, or he anything. just watched it go up. Like if that was Cortland Sutton, he's jumping up for that ball. Exactly. I mean, yes, we're not we're not freeing Keenum from that throw. Like it was a bad throw. Yeah, but. DT was not going to catch it anyway. No, there was zero effort. DT made it clear he was not going to put in any effort to try and catch that ball. Yeah, but it was it was a bad throw though for sure. Keenum Keenum just pretty pretty mediocre. I really think he's basically yep. he's a little better than Trevor Simeon. It's looking That's like really last year is. was a fluke. I think it is, but hopefully it improves. Keenum is making it look like that. His true self is the Rams case Keenum, the Houston Texans case Keenum, not Minnesota Vikings case Keenum. So, yeah. Yeah. It's disappointing. That's for sure. And I also have to say our offensive line is total garbage. The whole, the whole right side was just getting blown up. Everyone's giving Garrett Bowles crap because he gave up one sack. But, like, did anyone watch Connor McGovern and – Billy Turner and Jared Valdir while they were in there, they were just getting blown up the whole time. The whole right side was just collapsing on Keenum. That's word for word what I was about to say. The right side of the line, just every play, especially in the second half when like they were passing the ball because we decided the running game was working too well, so we weren't going to do it anymore. We're like, oh, we can run, so let's just pass. But uh, when that was going on, Connor McGovern and Billy Turner were just like in Keenum's lap. Yeah, It was just like, boom, snap. Connor McGovern standing right on top of Case Keenum because he's already been pushed back three yards into the pocket. So people need to realize that as well when they're criticizing Keenum. He's got no time. This is a bad – I don't want to say it's as bad of an offensive line as it was last year. It's better because at least we have – Oh, there's no doubt that it's better than last year. Yeah, because we have Ron Leary in the correct position now. But the right side of our line is garbage. McGovern and- stinks. Valdir stinks. Billy Turner stinks. I feel like Garrett Bowles is actually playing good. Like I don't get what people, why people are giving him so much shit. Well, it's because he's a first round draft pick, and people want. Yeah, to but see the him other be... two are way worse. Like the whole right, the left side is good. I feel like the right side is terrible. Well, it's good compared to the right side. I'd say it's average. But, but if you listen to like any of these other sports Denver shows, they're all talking about how Garrett Bowles is has terrible technique and his form sucks and yeah. But it's no, it's the it's the right side. Not I feel like Garrett Bowles is fine. Yeah, the focus is definitely on the wrong person or people. It should be on McGovern and Valdir and Turner because they're the real issue on the line. Keep that in mind when you're thinking about how bad Case Keenum is. Give some consideration into how he has zero time in the pocket. That is true. So how do you feel about Patrick Mahomes? That's a tough question to answer. I've made it very clear that I do not believe in Patrick Mahomes. I know. I think we both made that very clear. I think he's... And we'll admit that we have been wrong so far. He is he looks, proving us wrong. Yeah, he looks pretty legit. He I, does look legit. He did make some really bad throws that nobody's talking about because he's he makes these like crazy freak athlete throws where he like runs around in the pocket and then he whips it downfield 30 yards. He had like over 200 yards outside of the pocket. I heard that. That was ridiculous. But and and 
keep in mind, his wide receivers, they were wide open down the field. So it wasn't like he was throwing into these like big tight these tight windows. It was like he's throwing to Sammy Watkins or Tyreek Hill or whatever that Thomas guy. Yeah. And he's like 30 yards down the field and there isn't anybody around him for 10 yards. So you do have to keep that in perspective. But I will say he is swaying me over. I don't think he's as good as he's been playing through the first four weeks. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's a reality check coming. It could even be against Jacksonville this weekend. I think when they play a decent defense, possibly like Jacksonville's defense, that their offense is just going to get blown up. Because all they do, every single play, reverse sweep, jet sweep, uh, fake handoff and for a draw or something. It's like every single play is just ridiculous. Yeah, like, when a when a good when they face a good defense, they're just gonna get blown up. It's all it's all based their offense is all based on gimmicks and speed. When our defense it wasn't good enough to do anything about it, but no. When they play Jacksonville this next week or the Rams, yeah, the, the Rams. Rams are gonna destroy the Chiefs. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. I do I I gotta say, don't mean to get off topic at all, but that Rams-Kansas City game, I find it really funny that that's being played in Mexico City. I did hear that. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> they the get the, the best game of the season, like the game of the year in Mexico City. Yep, an international game, not even London. It's the one in Mexico where there's going to be guys with laser pointers pointing lasers yeah. into people's eyes. I'm just happy it's not in Kansas City. Yeah, I am too. But I'm I'm assuming that's a home game for the Rams. Yeah, probably. Still. It'll be cool. That's I'm very excited for that game when that happens later this year. Yeah, I think it was like in the middle of November. Yeah, it's late, so it'll be one of those ones where that really matters because both teams will be like ten and one, eleven and two type of situation. Yeah. So, yep. But Patrick Mahomes, I will say, he is slowly winning me over, but I don't think he's as good as he's shown. But yeah, I may be wrong. We'll see. Yeah. Have you uh Have you heard him talk? Yeah. He's like. It's like he's gargling nails or he he's sounds, got metal. In- he sounds like Animal from the Muppets. Yes. Well, he also, he looks like a 12-year-old with a goatee. Yeah, he does look funny. So, yeah. I've but, seen pictures of his girlfriend, though. She's not bad. I haven't seen. <laughs> I would assume, though. Well, she's all over the internet right now. Oh, okay. Well, he was a first-round draft pick who's probably got a contract of like $25 million, $30 million guaranteed. So, I would assume his girlfriend's not bad. Yeah. That's fact of life. So getting back to the Broncos, I do have to say that this game against the Jets is really a absolute must win. This is as must win as must win gets. It is because like looking at the schedule, you kind of you could possibly figure that we were going to lose against the Chiefs. We haven't beat them in a while now. Well, but yeah, well so our next four games at Jets, home against the Rams, the best team in the NFL. Then we go to Arizona. At Arizona on, on a, a short week. Yeah, on a Thursday night. I would say that's a winnable game, but the Thursday night makes me think it might not be because typically the road teams don't really show up very well for a Thursday night game. Yeah. So that's at Arizona and then at Kansas City. We play Kansas City twice before we play the Chargers once. Yep, that sucks. So there's there's a strong possibility you could see a six-game losing streak right here. We're already two in. I I won't be surprised. That's why this this Jets game is really a must. must it is a win. must win. The season is on the line right here. It is. This this will be the same sort of slide that we had last year. Like, Did you see we're not even favorites in yeah. Vegas? Where they're one point underdog. Is that going to be your pick'em of the week? No, that is not the my pick'em of the week. The Broncos are your upset. I called it last week that they were probably going to lose this next week. 
But I thought we were going to beat the Chiefs, so. Yeah, I apparently did too. I saw that I mistakenly picked the Broncos and pick them. I was pretty mad at myself about that. Nice. So, yeah, cost me. It's a free pick for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, Broncos next week. This is a must win. We better show up. I'm tired of seeing the Denver Broncos go to these East Coast cities, Baltimore. The 11 o'clock games. Yeah, New York, New England. Well, not New England's never on 11 o'clock, but, you know, Miami, any of these East New Coast England's cities. New England's 11 o'clock? It's not when we play there because it's always a primetime game. Oh, yeah. But the Broncos just tend to not show up on these East Coast 11 a.m. games. So I really – this week can't be that way. This has to be a game where we show up, and it should. I – Say this with hesitance. We're a better team than the Jets, so we should beat them. We are a better team than the Jets, and we better beat them. But we'll see. I don't have faith. It's awful. Yeah, sadly, neither do I. Yep. With uh, with these coaches, I don't know. I could see us losing to anybody. Yep, it's true. Which is sad. Yep. Because the Broncos were never like that. Yep. So let's move on. Did you watch the Rockies game last night? The Rockies Rocktober I did. Is, is an actual thing. I actually was watching the Rockies game. I got tired of hearing about Rocktober to watch us play one wild card game and just lose. That That's not Rocktober. Just FYI, Colorado Rockies, do not call it Rocktober when we get eliminated in the wild card game. That's just you got eliminated in yeah, the one play game. Yeah, just because it's October 1st. Yeah. October 2nd. Technically, Rocktober. It's real. So, but I guess it's real now. So it is. Props, props to the Rockies. Yeah, for shout the, out to the Rockies making the actual playoffs, playing in the wild card team, playing the wild card playing game does not count as making the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, but you made it this year, so I'm happy for you guys. Now, I'd like to see the Brewers win the World Series, but the Brewers to win the World Series—they're like the only likable city that's playing in the. They're hot right now. They're going to be really tough to beat for the Rockies. And it, well, at least we're not playing the Dodgers. Because the Dodgers just rape us in yeah. L.A. Well, that's true. So at least we have a shot compared to that. But I think the Brewers are like the hottest team in baseball right now, though. So yeah, that Kristen Yelich has been on fire. So anyway, that's solid. Like two minutes right there, Rockies talk. Maybe that's, did you? Uh, that's special. Did you hear the organ player at Wrigley Field? They're like one of the only stadiums that have like an organ still. I did not. Uh, the guy will not stop playing. It's ridiculous. Every single pitch. It's like so ridiculous. Did it bother you that much? Yes. I had to like turn it on mute. As much as I love A-Rod. He's so good. I love A-Rod. He's a classy guy. But uh, every single pitch, or every like every. 10 seconds, the organ player would go off. It was just ridiculous. I can't say I noticed. I do like Matt Vaskurgeon because I feel like I'm playing MLB The Show when I'm watching <laughs> yeah, the game. Yeah, I, I like that too. I noticed that too. It literally feels like I'm playing the show. Uh, but yeah, so I like having him on there, but A-Rod could do without him. Yeah. Uh, no, I, A-Rod makes ESPN's broadcast now he's, for baseball. He's boring. No, he's not. He, he knows what he's talking about. He's the Jason Witten. I did. I thought it was funny how the, I don't know the lady's name, but she was saying as soon as Trevor Story got on in the, there was two outs in the 13th inning and Trevor Story gets on and she was like, Chicago will give that up all day. That is a win for Chicago. And then he, he ends up scoring the winning run. 
Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yep. I think that's. I think it's Jessica Mendoza. Jessica Mendoza. I think. But yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Well, good call, Jessica Mendoza. Shout out, <laughs> Trevor Story for the game-winning run. The Cubs will. That's Cubs a win, win for the Cubs. Yep. Uh, Do you see also the uh, the Nuggets started some preseason basketball two and zero against LeBron two and zero against LeBron. Apparently, the Nuggets are just going to be the house of horrors yes. for the the Lakers. We're this coming year. for Golden State. Yep, obviously. Trade away Jimmy Butler, make the West a little worse, and we can beat we can beat the Lakers possibly. Oh yeah, at least our uh, our bench look deep. Our bench looks solid. So they do look good, and I am excited for the regular season. So am I. It's just preseason basketball. You know, starters don't really play all that much. They get some action, which is cool. But yeah, it's nice to see that it looks like we might have a really solid deep team this year. That's that's my takeaway from the two preseason games. Yep, it's going to be an exciting year. Yep, maybe for Denver see, basketball. See some Wancho, some Wancho, and some. I feel like lovely. he added a full sleeve of tattoos. He definitely did. He which went, I thought was pretty funny because he was like the widest guy possible. He went from the nerdy white guy to the nerdy white guy with a sleeve of tattoos. Yeah, it's he's basically trying to become Stephen Adams. I was thinking Birdman. Or that. I don't think he's on that level. No, he's, he's got to get like his neck tattooed and stuff. He's Stephen Adams because he's also a foreigner. Because Stephen Adams is from like New Zealand or wherever. Yeah. Wancho's from Spain. But yeah, I, I saw that too. I thought that was really funny. He's yeah. trying to toughen up his image. He's pretty ghetto. He is. Wancho's hood. Straight from Serbia or whatever. Spain. Spain. Straight out of Madrid. Yeah, Madrid. But yeah, excited, looking forward to some Nuggets games. Can't wait. Oh yeah, me too. We have tickets to at least one already. The LA Lakers. Yep. See the LeBron James. We're gonna see another Nuggets win. See the LeBron see the Lonzo Ball show come to come to Denver. Lonzo Ball's Lakers. Yep. Leading them all the way. Yep. So yeah. Nice to see the Nuggets starting off well. Yep. Preseason. So I, yeah. I gotta say. So last week our pick'em was bad. Yep, now uh, you officially lost your turn, and now it is my turn to make the pick Giants let until me I lose it again. But yeah. I don't plan on losing it for a while. So this week. So that means next week I'll make your pick. Probably. Yeah. But, okay, so my lock, lock of the week. Lock of the century, of the millennium. Yep. Of the week. Of week five. Of the year. The one, two, and one Vikings. Oh wow! Over really, the two and two Eagles. Really going out they, on a limb. Well, they're probably underdogs going to Philly. It's not probably. It's it has to be an underdog. It's like you don't even know what a. I guarantee you, they're is. an underdog. Why don't you just? They're in Philadelphia. That doesn't. They're one, two, and one going against the Eagles. Philly just lost to the Titans. Philly is not good. This is a very this is a very unimpressive lock upset pick the point is that you pick an upset so that way when it happens you're like oh i called that like if the giants would have beat the saints okay well all right then i'm calling this one then this will okay so i guess if that's not an upset enough even though they have one win what's the spread i'm gonna pick the seahawks over the rams in seattle that's an upset pick right there that that's not that's just a stupid pick no that is not a stupid pick the seahawks beat the rams every single year that's true. I oh, know the Rams beat the Seahawks every single year, but this year's going to get reversed. Because the Seahawks are usually the good team and the Rams are usually the bad team. That's, yeah. So I, I'll i give you the Vikings because your Rams one isn't going to happen. Yeah. So give me the Vikings. Vikings That's are my actually, lock. The Vikings are actually plus three, so they are an underdog. 
Exactly. So I guess I will give you the Vikings. Yeah, because like not not every week can we pick the Browns to beat the Patriots. No, I know. <laughs> or the Bills to beat the Vikings. But you just gotta have a have a gutsy call. Okay, well that's my gut call. So my brain call is Vikings over Eagles, but my gut call is Seahawks over Rams. I'll do you one better, and I'll say Vikings by a touchdown. I would say Vikings by like three touchdowns. Yeah, I don't think that's. I think the Vikings are after after the NFC Championship game last year, they're probably going to destroy Philadelphia. And they also have a better quarterback now. Yeah, they it's look, gonna. They're gonna beat them by at least ten double look, digits. I don't know. Not just a touchdown. Touchdown, but they looked pretty good against the Rams. I will say that, and that was a Thursday night game. So I think. I'm in agreement with you. The Vikings are going to put it on. I think they're one of the better teams in the NFL. I don't care that they're one, two, and one. Yeah. I think they're going to start a little run. They're going to be there at the end of the year. They will. In the NFC, they'll be there. Okay. Our Broad Sports Pick of the Week. Vikings. So let's change over to a little fan mail that we received. Fan mail. Fan mail. Yeah. Thank you, fans. Mail time. Mail time. (laughs) It's mail time. Mail time. Jay Beckel reaching out to us again. I gotta say, you're a you're a regular here. We couldn't help but notice that uh, you seem to have a pretty unique email address that you like to write us from. Looks like uh, Rapids Lovers sixty nine. So I think we're just gonna start referring to you as Rapid Lovers sixty nine because <laughs> Rapid Lovers sixty nine or Rapids Lovers sixty nine. My bad. Winning his number one spot back always. Rapids Lovers. Rapids Lovers sixty nine. He likes to hit us up all the time. He's a big fan. So we got to get that guy a shirt or something. Yeah, we do. He he listens. He's a regular. But so I, what, what was his question? Yeah, I was going to say, anyway, Rapids Lover 69 asks, who would you like to see as the head coach of the Broncos in the next year? Ooh, so, that is a tough question because that is assuming that the Broncos finish the year poorly and Vance Joseph gets fired. Well, it's not necessarily – because he's kind of... Well, then I say Vance Joseph. <laughs> Hopefully we win the Super Bowl and Vance Joseph will be the coach next year still. Well, okay, but I'll give a more realistic answer. Yes. So if it's not some college nobody that you've heard of, like the up-and-comer from college whose team just goes on a run this year, not Urban Meyer or Nick Saban or any of those type of guys, just some random guy like Scott Frost last year at... Uh, UCF or oh, the USF. guy from Penn State or something. Yeah, like some random dude from college. If it's not one of those, here's a hot take for you. Possibly Eric Bieniemy. Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs and former CU Buffalo alum. Oh, look That's, at that knowledge right yeah, there. Dropping it like it's hot Impressive. over here. My local local college skills at a school I don't even like. Bieniemy, Eric Bieniemy. Say that ten times. Be enemy, be enemy, be enemy, be enemy. Okay, you can stop. But that's my fresh take on it. But that's also assuming that's assuming that the Broncos are going to finish out the season pretty poorly, which I think is probably a safe assumption. I'd say no more than eight wins. I'm sticking by that. Probably eight's pushing it. Yeah, I'll say seven. Yeah, it's looking more like six to seven. But that's assuming the Broncos are going to finish out poorly and the Chiefs stay pretty hot on offense all year. Which they probably will. Yeah, I think they will. Because all they do is their jet sweeps. Yep. And Trick reverse plays, curls. Gimmicks. And, <laughs> but yeah. I think I think assuming those two things, Eric Bieniemy is a name to watch for next season. So calling that now, week week four and a half of the NFL. Yeah. Eric Bieniemy. 
Uh, thank you. Thank you again for reaching out to us, Rapids Lover 69 Thank appreciate you. appreciate it. Any Rapid Lover. Fan feedback. You guys can always reach out to us too on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Or hit us up on our email like rapidslover69 at B-R-O-D-S-P-O-R-T-S at outlook.com. So we love the fan mail. Yep, we do love the fan mail. I was going to say, speaking of interacting with the fans, you guys may have noticed uh, Broad Sports was on the Jumbotron at yes. the Bronco game I was this having week. the time of my life. Having the time <laughs> of his life. Yep. So if you were at the Broncos game, you might have caught the Broad Sports shirt. I think it was at the two-minute warning. At the two-minute warning of the first, first half. half. Yep. Got to pick what player was frozen in the ice, like a champ. Champ. It was dominated. Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey. I was so excited to be on the big screen. I didn't even realize, like, the question. Like, I didn't even see the names on the board. I was like, "Oh, that's Champ Bailey," and it, yeah, it was fun. Yep. And we also... It was exciting. We posted a few pictures on Twitter and Facebook. If you don't believe us, check it out. Go check it out. Go look us up. Just our handle, B-R-O-D-S-P-O-R-T-S. It's all one word. No apostrophe in Broad, because Twitter doesn't like apostrophes. But go check it out. You can see our picture of Luke on the Jumbotron at the Broncos game. Yep. pretty cool. You know, ripping the hood, Broad Sports. Broad Sports. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, one thing I want to bring up to end the show is Earl Thomas. Did you see Earl Thomas this weekend? I did. I, I have to say I understand where he's coming from, but I do not feel one shred of sympathy towards no, him. No. No way. He's a multimillionaire playing football. Yeah. I don't and care. It's like he's flipping off his teammates. What did his teammates do to him? Exactly. I, I realize it wasn't as teammates. Oh, it's yeah. At, it at, was towards the front office. It's at Pete Carroll in the front office, the organization who hasn't paid him and hasn't traded him. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm like, screw you. I hope you get no money next year. <laughs> I hope I'm not saying I hope your leg is like jacked up cause it's broken. I've been through that. That's not fun. But to do that and give it give the finger to his team that's On garbage TV. yeah like i i hope i i don't just hope i think he will i think he's going to pay for that he's not going to get a big oh, he will. contract next he year he will so i i just don't i don't feel for him or Le'Veon bell i don't feel bad for you yeah you're giving away $850,000 per game that you miss they're I, just a bunch of douches. I don't care. I don't feel bad for you. That one game paycheck that you're giving away is like 20 years of salary for the average <laughs> American. For real. So I do not care. Yeah. Go screw yourself. As fans, I think most fans side with the team, not with the players. It's very, very rare that you get fans that side with the players because they make so much money, like it's just unheard of, godly amounts of money to play sports. Yeah, and especially on the franchise tag, they're getting paid like yeah, he's crazy one crazy amounts of money for this one year. Le'Veon Bell is one of the top paid running backs in the league this year, and he's under a franchise tag. Yeah, but he's complaining because he wants a long term deal. Oh, poor baby. Oh, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> yeah, you're only making sixteen million dollars this year. Oh man, that's got to be rough. Yep. I can imagine what your living conditions are like, Le'Veon. Yeah, poor Le'Veon. I feel so bad. Or Earl Thomas. Your contract was like, what, four years, 30 million? Oh, poor guy. He's really slumming it. Yeah. But so. no, screw the team. Yep. Yeah. Screw you, Earl Thomas. Give the finger back to yourself. That's what you get. 
be a bitch. I think he is giving the finger back to himself. Yep, he should. He deserves it. That's right, where we're well, gonna wrap up. Not yeah, a great. That's a good spot to wrap up. Yeah, not not the most positive stuff to wrap up on, but give it a nice long hard thought about it. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you for tuning in as always, Derek and Luke. Yep. Thank you, thank, everybody. Thanks for checking out Broad Sports. Tell your friends. Download us everywhere. Yeah, we're you. literally everywhere now. Yep. Like YouTube. Everywhere. Google Play. Spotify. iTunes. Yep. Download us. CastBox. That's the other one. CastBox. Hit us up. So thanks for tuning where, in. Uh, that's where Rapid Lover 69 listens. It is. That seems like a very Rapid Lover 69 place to listen. CastBox. CastBox. Kind of like an unheard of like sub underground one. Yep. It's probably a lot of Rapids fans on CastBox. <laughs> we should try to market to them. We probably should. Anyway. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and have a great day. Yep, thank you. See ya. And I click, and I like, measure up, scrutinize, counterfeit, extraordinary.